everyone. Welcome back again to another exciting episode of What You Know It. You tuned in here, the Iconist Podcast, where the icon is, hold up. We ain't there yet. As usual, I'm one of your hosts. I'm Barry3D. Hey, how you doing? Hope life is treating you well. On my side is the man, the myth, the legend, the guy who's going to be making you go and shake up and down all night long. And then you can have to recover three days after because you should have gone on that one night of dancing. We get mm. up there. Here we go. Who am I talking about? The one and only. Rod C. Good day, good afternoon, good morning to everyone out there. Hey, hey, hey. It's another exciting day. It's another exciting podcast. What we got for you? Shh. We'll tell you after these commercial breaks. Oh, yes. And here we go. First and foremost, if you got to buy the books, you got to support the books that give us the topics to talk about that make the movies, TV shows, and everything else. So if you got to go and look for a good bookstore, not a bookstore that is. If you're out in Kitchener, mm-hmm. check out Wow Comics and check out Wes, Ramon, Sydney, and Chris. Tell them you heard about them on the Iconist podcast, and we said hi. For our friends over in Montreal, please check out Check Swings on the South Shore and tell Trevor, Chris, uh, sorry, Trevor, Dom, Pierre, and Pierre that we said hi, and they will hook you up. And if you're a first-time goer and want to get into it, these are good places to start at with these two comic book stores. Everybody else out there, let's be real. We've been asking for it. We haven't seen it yet. If you've got a favorite podcast, sorry, a favorite comic book store, I hope this is one of your favorite yep. podcasts, one of them. If you have a favorite comic book store that you'd like to go to, please send us a picture. Let us see it. We, we will post it up there. Look down below for all our links. You'll see all our social media. Send it to us by uh, Instagram, threads, on YouTube, you know, in our community tab. We have a community tab. We're active on there. Come on, join us. And, and any other way you want to send it to us. So we'd be glad to see those and post your names on there. Uh, we also have a Patreon page, and we also have a coffee page if you want to do a one-time tip. So please reach out anyway there, and we have uh, you know media there for you who join. So uh, looking for that. Also, uh, another friend of ours of the show is Miss Brandy Ford. She has her magazine called The Writer and the Wit. It comes out every month. I know it just started off. It should have been before, but it started off in October. Here we go. We're kicking that off, so it should be out and live right now. Link is down below, and you can catch her at Brandy Ford at. 4680 Q, like Q from Star Trek. There we go. Dot com. So 4680Q.com. And she's on that uh Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. On Mondays and Wednesdays, her show comes on at 2 p.m. And on Saturday, her show comes on at noon. Keep an eye out for it. She's gonna be doing a special show coming out soon enough. Also, keep an eye out for my boys. If you want to see where I'm going to be at, check out Barry3D.com. That's my website. It has all my links for everything, including this show, which is weekly, and also the comedy troupe I'm a part of, which is a touch of gray matter with myself, Zolfa Lee, and Dave Sakolowski, where we've just finished our one show over here in Hamilton, two nights. Oh, come on. We're going to be other places. Keep an eye out for that. Remember, please, subscribe to our page. We're trying to build up our subscribers. So subscribe to our YouTube page. Subscribe to our, our IconistPodBean.com page. You can find all our stuff there every week. New episodes, a backlog of episodes to catch up on. And if you two want to do something like this, like we use we use Podbean, but if you want to do something similar, you're going to need some graphic arts. Only one man to go to. Who could that man be, Rod? Hey, Bird Digital Arts Arts. Mr. Jason Reese, Jaybird Digital Arts, hit him up. If you tell him you heard about him on the Iconist podcast, he will give you a discount. All right. And uh, let's keep in mind, this is a digital age, so this applies worldwide. 
who are listeners in the UK, or listeners in the States, or listeners in Canada, or listeners, I don't know if you're in the Arctic, uh, if you're in Portugal, reach out. All right, then. So please hit the subscribe button. Please check out some of these people. And uh, remember, you can get stuff shipped out to you, too. So here we go. Right on. All right, very right. simple. Where can we find you, man? Later, you can find me on the World Wide Web. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Rod C. You can find me on Twitch at DJ Rod C. And also can find me on TikTok at DJ Rod C1. DJ Rod C1. The number one. 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 I'll go with that. Let's go. <laughs> All right. That's here we go. We did our round table because manners make it the man. I love that saying because it works for me. All right. In today's mm. episode, keeping with our Halloween theme, here we go. We last week we did Blue Devil, and now we're going with another demon. Or, or, or a demon. I'm, I'm not sure. Here we go. The the, uh, the Iconist podcast. The icon is Estrogen the Demon. Hold on, wait, Estrogen? You mean Ephraim? I you know I always do that, and I knew it I was like there's no S. So why did I say S? That's hilarious. It's again, the demon. Sorry. Sorry. And it's right here in front of me. Yes. Yes. Exactly. I'm keeping that in. I'm not even going to edit it out because that's funny. Forget the demon. That is who we are doing today on the Iconist podcast. He is the icon. He is on this show, keeping with our theme. So, you know, DC's got some stuff going on. We're going to keep on rolling with it. Regardless of who we pick, we just pick randomly and we go with it. We love it. So, Mm -hmm. again, the demon was made by the king. Ooh. Put some respect on his name every time you say it because he's he, that important to the culture. Hip hop said, you know, celebrated 50 years in the culture. LL Cool J did a whole thing. But there's certain key people that are important to the comic book culture. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people say Stan Lee. I'm not taking away his flowers. But Jack Kirby from Marvel and DC, they should Let's be a man of bronze statue on both of their fronts. Of their offices. Here we go. So Ethergan, so it came out, it was his full name is Ethergan, Ethergan the Demon. But the comic book came out as the Demon, issue number one in 1972, in September. In September. Okay. All right. All right. I'm having my Earth, Wind, and Fire moment. Okay. I got my shirt that matches. All right. And he was created by Jack Kirby. So he came out, ran for, you know, and it wasn't a big run. I think he had only like 12 issues when he first came out. 14 yeah. issues, 14 issues. Oh, 14. And, pardon me? No, no, you're right. No, 14, 14. Yeah, yeah 14. Right. So he came up 14 issues. And this, this, this is what is interesting. Sometimes these backstories of how things are created. So let me tell you right now. Settle it, boys and girls. Here we go. When your parents or your family or a significant other says, hey, come and have dinner with us, have dinner. You never know when a moment would strike you where the idea comes to you when something comes about. So what happened is Jack Kirby was out with a couple of other fellow uh, people from from uh, DC Comics at the time. So at the time, he's over at DC Comics. He's doing his thing, and he's coming out with characters, and he's finally doing his passion project. So he's left Marvel at this point. He's gone over to DC because he started off with the Eternals, uh, and I think I have this right, uh, timeline-wise, or, or, or things along those lines, and he wanted to get more like space odysseys. Like, that's what space operas. This is what really draws Jack Kirby with it. You can see it in his drawing style. You can see it in his writing mm-hmm. style. This is what calls to him. This is why he's given us such great space characters. Regardless of the ones on Earth, he he went, like, you know, everyone was doing Earth. He's like, I'm going out of space. He was like an astronaut. He was the first man landing on the moon. He was taking it out there. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Marvel kept kind of, kind of 
chains on him. So he's out DC and he's working on two of his passion projects. And one of those passion projects is the new gods. If anyone knows me, knows I'm a fan of the new gods. I It's Micronauts and the new gods for me. Yeah, okay. Anything with the fourth world. Jack Kirby was all behind that. So Jack Kirby is working on those. So he's working on the new gods. So that's, you know, High Father, Orion, Light Ray, Barda, right? You know, Mr. Terrific. No. At the same time, he was also doing the Mr. Terrific comic book. So he had new gods. And then his spinoff, I, was, I would call it a spinoff for a lack of a better term, is Mr. Terrific, Mr. Miracle. Mr. Miracle, Barda, O'Brien, uh, O'Brien, right? And he was doing those two books. Now he's out there with uh, Carmen Infantino at DC, and he's are saying, you know, they're having dinner at a little restaurant. You know, some of them there, and he's are saying, oh, well, I want to come up with a new character, someone like, you know, a, a demon. Right now, and now it's not sure if, he, if, you know, Carmen said demon or Jack Kirby said demon at this dinner. They're having dinner, and they said they want to do a supernatural character along those lines, kind of get into that scope because it wasn't enough at the time to dive into it. And they turn around and they say, oh, yeah, okay. So, good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're talking, they're talking, they're talking. Everyone's talking to the tenor, you know, making small talk. And after making right. small talk, by the time the comes off, Kirby's quiet. Sorry. Yeah. I think Kirby is quiet. He's just doodling. By the time the, the main chorus got there, or I think they were done. Yeah. So by the time the main chorus got there and they finished it, he ate, everyone's eating in silence, having a good meal, and he's still doodling with his other hand. That meal was the birth of the demon. It was done. Yeah. He laid out first, he had the look. So what we see is the character from issue number one was almost like the finished look that Jack the King of Kirby had on this character. Like, it, it, it was in the rough. It was almost there. Like, color scheme and everything. He had it all there. Then they said, "Okay, Kirby, uh, what, what's your thing?" Well, here's the backstory of the character. Here's 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 who he is, and he and he fleshed him out. And he plotted out like issues. So by the end of this dinner, he had the character created. They went with the name the Demon. He had a backstory for the character already, and he plotted out issue number one. Listen, that was a good meal. That's all I'm going to say. That's a good meal. Listen, creativity comes in different forms. He was just hungry. And while the food was being made, he came with an idea. Listen, I just I just found it funny that you can, that, actually, I don't find it funny. I find it, that's how unique and how special Jack is. Jack can be like, you know, just taking some ideas and just basically birthing everything and just like i'll take a piece of this take a piece of that and just form it jot it all down and yeah and you know there's this guy by the name of um jason blood and just pause why yeah okay it had the whole issue one like the origin story all done eating a meal how'd you spend your day could you come up with something during the course of a appetizer and a meal and have it fleshed out, ready to go. Well, that's the good news of this, right? Because it's a, it's a sad, it's a, it's a good news, bad news story. Sorry, there's a fly around my microphone. Ah, 
good news, bad news kind of story. So the good news is, got it, plotted it, created it. He even turned around, like when he went back in the office and he said, hey, uh, he was reading a lot of this comic there, uh, this character called Prince Valiant. So he even said, give me this issue of Prince Valiant because there's something I want to see as reference. And if you look at the issue of Prince Valiant, you'll see Prince Valiant puts on this mask at one point, like a demon. And Jack Kirby turned Jack the King Kirby turned around and said, I want this mask to be the look of the character's face when it's actually created. So he's not wearing a mask. He's going to have that demon head with the ears, the yellow skin, the whole nine yards. So he was yeah. influenced by Prince Valiant that he was reading, which was a medieval times comic book at the time. So it's interesting that him as a comic book creator would still read comic books in the genre because he enjoyed them, not because he was looking for inspiration or ideas, nothing like that. He just read it to enjoy it. It's like myself being a comedian, seeing other comedians perform because I like watching what they do. And it's not sitting there going, oh, that's a good idea. Oh, that's a good idea. And then not enjoying their show. I couldn't be there total fan for these right i can be a total as i say in wrestling i can be a total mark for it and i'm on board and i'm okay with that so mm-hmm. he did this got that from prince valiant turned around boom 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 spread it off but now here's a sad part of this story he's like hey i will what i will maybe do the first couple of issues and pass on the writing and the art you know you know the for you know art the drawing and the writing onto somebody else. I I just want to do maybe the first one or two issues and if that go on because I'm doing finally my passion project that they didn't allow me to do over at Marvel, the new gods and Mr. Terrific. Carmen turned around and said, Hey, I like what you did. This is interesting. Got a lot of legs to it. You've already fleshed out a lot of the characters, his motivation, his story, side characters. So we didn't just do the demon and Ethereum. He did everything else that was decided that we're going to get into some of it real quick. By the way, the new gods and Mr. Terrific are not really selling. So I'm going to keep saying Mr. Terrific. Mr. You know, Mr. Miracle. Right? I keep saying Mr. Terrific. Sorry. Mr. Miracle. They're not really selling. So we're going to cancel your fourth world stuff. Therefore, you're free to do the demon. Huh? 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 What just happened here? Punch. <laughs> that punch. Like, I, I, I can't. I, and he's a strong man. He got over it, but still had to bother him. And for myself, for Rod, you can speak for yourself. But I know for myself, if I'm working on something that's a passion project, and then someone comes up to me and says, hey, Barry, why don't you do something else? And I'm like, okay, cool, I'm into it. And like, here you go. All right, cool. Let me get back to my passion project. This is where my eye, this is where it is. Like, if someone came to me and says, Barry, you're going to do something with Micronauts or Gitcha Man, right? 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 Uh, I'm like, yeah! And then they say, well, Barry, we like what you did with, I don't know, Rom the Space Knight, you know, or, or you know, the Star Jammers. So we're going to mm-hmm. cancel the current project you're on so you have more time to focus on that. Uh, as as a creative, that hurts. Yeah. That that you know we're only seeing paper. You know, Mister Kirby's not alive to dive into some of that stuff, but that had to hurt. It absolutely had to. As I said, a gut punch, right, right in mm-hmm. the red basket, low blow. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 so it, it's, it's, you know, for us as fans, we got mm. the demon, we got 14 issues, we got it plotted, 
created and, and followed through by Jack the King Kirby. But then in the, in, we lost the new gods. We lost Mr. Miracle. You, you know, that hurts. That yeah. hurts. Because he was going somewhere with the fourth world, if you read his original run on that, and we're gonna have to talk about them on another time. This is really about Etherhead. So, you know, no no fault to Kirby, no fault to uh, the demon. The character is, you know, uh, it, it's just, oh, I would have loved to have seen more of where Kirby would have taken the new gods and Mr. Miracle, you know, with Big Barda and Oberon. I, I want, he was going, he was going places, son. Right. Going places. Mm, is right. So hold on. So Rod, you know, and, yeah. and of course, I, you can't forget, you know, forever people. I know that's part of that too. So yes, yes, forever people also. But all right. So Rod, what what do you think about the demon? When you're, did you read any of the demon? Did you just kind of research it? Not back in the days. Not back in the days. I didn't. I didn't start it off because I will admit, the time it was published, I was a wee little lad, very very wee. Very young, very babyish. So I can have read it at that time. But I, I've come across, and I know the character, you know, later on in life, you know, interactions with other characters, DC characters along that line. Um, the duality, and we'll get into that, the duality of this particular individual that it's is like the yin and yang, where one doesn't. I, I can I can think of it like like the Hulk type of scenario. Yes, they don't like you know they 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 don't like the opposite personality. But in reality, you know you need the other personality to survive. You need that holistic aspect of it. To me, uh, Jason Blood and Etrigan is is the same type of setup. That oh, absolutely the way the way it is like you know. Who really wants to? I'll step back and say it this way: If someone were to come and tell you, "Hey, your soul and your life is actually merged and 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 pinned to a demon," let that sink in for a second. That actuality just makes you think. Mm, I don't know if I like that. And realizing that in certain times we'll come to what you know what they do for each other and how they are, you realize that. They kind of need each other. To, you know, they need each other. But the duality type of writing, you don't see that, especially at that time. So coming with that type of idea and actually putting some, as we'll say, put your meat on the bone on this, putting some actual depth into this and be, being able to flush out a, a full character is great. We learned that over the years. This is what he is and so forth. But realizing that Jack had the ability to come with a good solid foundation, a good backstory, uh, you know, the character and everything like that, basically over dinner. That's that's very in-depth and realizing he was just working on all cylinders 100%. And for that, we salute you and we thank you for that. Mr. Kirby. Right. See, and you brought up an interesting thing. So, as you probably talk about the duality about it. So, it, it, you know, the comic book was called The Demon. His name is Ethrigan. He, he, and his opening story, once again, takes place in medieval times. Now, okay, you got me hooked. So you got medieval times, 
I'm there. Sword and sorcery, I'm there. There's a demon involved. Okay, tell me how this demon's gonna be, and that was my first, you know, impression. And mm. then you find out that you have, and now it's always been rebooted a couple of things. And there's things I like and not. So you know, I'll talk about it. So we talk about Jason Blood. So Jason Blood was there in the beginning of Man and Demon. So during this world that he was born into, once again, it yeah. was during medieval medieval times. Mm-hmm. It's not a castle. The castle is being, uh, you know, an event. Because any castle, no. Camelot. Listen, that's right. So you you Camelot and Avalon. You go King Arthur, Lancelot, Knights of the Round Table, Quest, 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 Mordred. Ah! Loving this, I'm loving this. You know what I mean? It, it's like like it's giving some real texture. It's giving real gray. texture. It's giving real texture. You could have just <laughs> said, you know, you could have said a a a a, a wizard in, in medieval times and just left it at that. By actually associating with King Arthur and the Round Table with Camelot and everything along that line, you're now like thinking, "Oh, okay, this character giving you the the plausible possibility. What if this really did happen? What if this really? You know, it's a comic. You know, it's a story. But what if this story actually has some, you know, tangible to myth and lore, and it actually might be." What if this actually did happen? It holds us in. And that's the great thing about the way, the context of it. It just pulls you in because you actually have a possibility. What if? That's how I look at yes. it. That's how I look yes. at it. Yes, absolutely. So we know in page by page one and two of issue one. We know mm-hmm. it's Camelot. We know it's Morgan Le Fay that's invading. Uh, we don't know where the Knights of the Round Table are. Maybe they're out there questing and they're doing a battle. It's the fall of Camelot. So now uh, I'm trying to put this together in my little mind. I watched mm-hmm. the movie, and I think that one of the best King Arthur movies out there is the one that had Patrick Stewart in it. He wasn't King Arthur, but it's called a movie called Excalibur. And you can hear about it on when I did Back to the Balcony with Jimmy England on his podcast. Uh, a couple of years back. This this is the, you know, movie for me. Right? Adaptation. Mm-hmm. I think they did a nice job with it. In there, there's a whole battle scene where, you know, Arthur, the knights leave Camelot. They got to fo- go and fight Mordred. Okay, fine. They're, they're gone. They're fighting. Okay. What happened to Camelot in the meantime? Well, people are smart. He's fighting Mordred. Mordred's going to invade Camelot because the king is gone with the magical sword. Right. Who's there to defend it? Really? Okay, we got him. So this whole thing starts, and in there it says that demons do roam the earth. So Morgan Le Fay turned around, and she got some humans, she got some demons, and she invaded Camelot, and it was Camelot's last stand. This is Camelot being destroyed. So I don't know if Arthur was away. Is Arthur dead? We don't know at this point. Uh, you know, when you retcon it, I think Arthur's still around. Then you get into... Excuse me. You get into... Um, uh, you know, Merlin shows up, and Merlin mm-hmm. calls forth the demon to help defend Camelot, right? And then bonds him with Jason Blood. So he turns around, and now Jason Blood was there in Camelot. Different takes on Jason Blood. One, he was just a person kind of there as an, I think, an apprentice to Merlin, and then they kind of retconned it, which I think was a little bit more cooler, where they made him. 
uh, a knight, one of the knights of Camelot. I'm not sure if he was a knight of the round table, but he was a knight of Camelot. So I like that idea that he's there in Camelot because you're going to leave some troops behind. Mm-hmm. You know, he had like red hair. Okay. He's a fighter. He's a knight. Okay. Got it. So three guy comes in. He starts fighting him, beating off all the other demons and punch him and whatever. He breathes fire. He's got super strength, super speed, hearing. He, he's, he's uh, overall, he's just a tank. Healing factor. And even then, he's not afraid of pain because he's a demon. So, you know, he gets off on pain to the sense of, oh, oh, you cut me? Oh, that felt good. All right, let me keep punching you. You know, that's his mentality. Right. Right? He, he's got energy blasts, psychokinesis, uh, hellfire projection, flame breath, precognition. Pre, uh, pre he has, he does have magic. And you find out where he falls in the scale, let's just say, of the hot realm. Let's just call it that way, you know. H-E double, double, H-E double hockey sticks, we'll call it the hot realm. So down in the hot realm, where Ethergan is from, He's, he's he's not just any demon. He's he's there on the uh, chart of uh, who who he should be, and I think people have done some good things over the years. So with that, Merlin turns around and he says, "Okay, you're here for now, but then when you go, you're going to wander Earth until you're needed again. I'm going to bond you to somebody uh, so this way, and they're going to forget until you're called again in the future." And the person that Merlin bonds him to is Jason Blood. Right. So once that fight is over, you know, you know, he's defended all he can hand. Uh, Merlin is gone. He kind of takes off. Morgan Le Fay says, okay, fine. She fights back their forces. And he walks off as Ethelian the Demon's like, oh, should we go now? And he has a, a, a habit of rhyming when he talks. He didn't do it much in issue one, but as time went on, he became a better rhymer. So he'll just rhyme when he talks. And then he calls, as you said it, Rod, he has a Hulk moment where he changes back from Ethergan back into Jason Blood, but he totally forgot that he was Ethergan the Demon. Now, right. the side is, Jason Blood just became him. Yeah. Jason Blood. Okay, so he's a knight. He's immortal. He's roaming the earth. So here, here's a lot of things that have come out that I noticed comparisons now. Hmm. He was Highlander before Highlander. Very good. Very good deep cut. That's, that's, yeah. He was Highlander before Highlander. Hmm. We'll have to put a pause on that one and come back on that one. Especially when you read issues number one and two. Because, Hmm. and this is just, what I described is just the first two, three pages of issue one. Because when you catch up, you catch up with, Jason Blood in the present day. Jason Blood is a demonologist. He has a friend in the UN, right? He, they're, they're trying to set him up on a date, and his and his first time his date comes over, and she's like, "Hey, this is a nice apartment you have." Oh, I'm a demonologist. I also write books, and you know, this is what my expertise is in, of course, because Ethrian. And then she's looking at past pictures of on the wall, and she's like, "Who's all these paintings of? Oh, ancestors." Yeah, ancestors. One's a pirate. One's um during the Civil War. One, right. you know, you know, uh, World War Two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- these are just ancestors. And she makes a comment saying, "Ancestors, wow, your genes are strong because they look dead on." Like she goes, "If I didn't know better, I would say it's almost you posing for these pictures." Oh, behave! No. 
That's right? not down. That's impossible. It's family. Strong bloodline. Strong bloodline. Exactly. Thank okay. you. So he's on the road on that, and he's like, oh, no. No. <laughs> silly, silly mortal. Okay. No, 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 no. And he, he dismisses it and mm-hmm. goes on, you know, and but of course he gets called back. So that one reminded me of, so we have the Bruce Banner, Incredible Hulk duality. We've got the Highlander before Highlander thing in there. He's a knight. And he, over the years, sorry, centuries, he's learned magic. Like he, Jason Blood did not know magic. That's again, new magic. Because of their connection, they share memories. He starts to learn magic. And then he gets pulled into a couple of these crazy quests, kind of, for, you know, finding items. You know, he's, he's a Tomb Raider. He's, he's a, a Lara Croft. He's a Indiana Jones before these characters yeah. were around fighting. Right. Demons, like, okay, if you watch the original The Omen series, movies, all right, he would have been there. And and then you find out little things, like, oh, and this is one writer's take was, um, this is after fact, which I felt still thought was kind of cool, that uh, Ethrigan, why did Merlin call him? Well, that's Merlin's half-brother. Right? Because they always said that, you know, Merlin's Mom, I think it was a succubus, and you know, so Merlin, yeah, so they, they kind of touch on that, like you know, from what mm-hmm. we heard, and then to see, well, how tough is Ethrigan? Well, you know, how tough he is. You know who his father is? He's like, no, well, his father is uh, I can't remember the name of his father, but you, you, so let's go down to the hot zone, and down there you got Belzebub, right? You got um, Satan, so he's. And there was another demon, so it, it kind of tonight tied it that one of these demons is his brother, sorry, his dad, making I think like Belzebub his other brother or his uncle, something like that. So yeah, he was up there with them, and they even took it further, saying Trigon, who shows up in the the Teen Titans as Raven's dad, is also related to Ethrian the demon. Okay, uh, I, I, yeah. He ain't no low level demon. No, I'm about to say, you know, he he's he's top shelf. He's top shelf. He he has connections, like eight degrees of separation, literally, down to like three, down to four. That that's what I, I, I do notice that. So that was interesting when I read that as well earlier this week. Uh aha. Uh-huh. Interesting. Absolutely. Interesting. Absolutely. You know, and I mean that some of it was, you know, uh pre-crisis, during 52, post-crisis, whatever. You know, these were little snippets here, but I thought all of that was really interesting. And over the years, again, kind of done his own thing. So he's been solo. He was part of the Justice League Dark. He was part of um, some other teams. So let's see here. So Justice League Dark, Demon Knights, Justice League United, and then Justice League. So you can even see him in the cartoons. He's got some roles in there in the Justice League Unlimited uh, series. You, you could see him in the background. He, he doesn't do too much. And like the Demon Knights, that was its own comic book at one point where it was like a, an old school version of the Justice League in medieval times. So Ethergan was the magic and the muscle for that team at the same time. All right. But I mentioned that he did this over dinner. Jack the King Kirby created this character over dinner. Over at dinner, 
He lost two projects, got this one over dinner. 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 Everybody eat your vegetables. Yeah. Nice. That's nice. all. That's all I gotta say. Have your vegetables, y'all, because what what did you do over dinner? Mm. I I know yeah. I didn't create a character fleshed out that way with side characters and everything. I didn't. I know I didn't. But we're talking about it. This is where I think this character is so interesting. There's so many things you can happen with this character. I know we talked last week on on Blue Devil, and we're like, ah, but this one, oh, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. He has a lot of he, listen he, he, because of what he is. He's definitely again we're doing we're doing a, a special one this month on all magical you know IPs and along that line. And you're right, Blue Devil didn't have a lot of meat. Estrogen is known to be uh, a a member of the Justice League in that regard. Like we said, we've seen him in Justice League. Uh, Europe, um, demon, demon knights, whatever the case would be. But what I like about it is that they basically the Justice League, Justice League basically encompasses like the dark arts in that sense. So you have Zantana, you have Constantine. Um, Estrogen is up there and being part of that wing of that that separate division. That is needed because, again, you, you have all the fighting and all the physicals and all that kind of stuff. But having an actual mystic art team, could we have characters right now utilizing them, utilize them. So I like I like him because of the duality and having the 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 fun of seeing Jason when he turns back to Jason. He's like, oh, what did this guy do to me now? Where what has he done? What What type of situation has he put me in? Gives me that Bruce Banner type of like, oh, Hulk, what do you put me? In? I, I'm like, where am I now? And now it turns like the live show running around. Okay, he's not looking around for clothes, you know, to repair himself. Actually, no, 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 he doesn't have to worry about that. No, magically but he just gets his clothes back, so he's not running gets around. His clothes in back. Exactly, that's what I thought. But the fact is, like, you know, he's now in a situation like, okay, what happened here? Then he put it piecing it together, remembering like, oh, right, okay, great. So. It's fun. It, it's fun that you see the 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 actions of one side, how the others. Just like I said earlier, they don't. They're they're they they're cohabitable cohabitable with each other. Just mm-hmm. like okay, where did you put me in now? What have I done? And then you only call the demon when you need me. That that you know that's what he said. You only call me like like the brute strength when you need a fight. You call upon me. I will deal with you later. <laughs> Absolutely, man. He's good at what he does, and what he does is not nice, just like Wolverine, right? And then what's <sighs> cool is that, that Jack nice. Kirby even turned around. Jack the King Kirby turned around and turned and made a whole home, couple of lines, who summoned the demon to add more to the mystique of the summoning creature. Like you know, you sit there and you you look in the mirror and you say Candyman five times, he pops up. You go to sleep, you get Freddy. That pops up. You go by a lake, you're a teenage girl. Well, you're gonna see Michael Myers. Okay, so this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, and, and and he turned around. So the, the transform, he made an incarnation for him to transform from Jason Blood into the demon. And the fun part mm-hmm. is 
at the beginning, if you read the early couple of issues, it wasn't even Jason Blood that would say it. Someone else would say it. So Jason would be somewhere like, oh, wait a minute, I think Jason's in trouble. And they would say the, the you know, the incognition, and then right. all of a sudden Ithrigan's there. It's like, maybe, maybe, maybe Jason, maybe Jason was having some pie. Maybe he was eating, maybe he was eating pie, and also he turns into the demon. Like, no, not now. No, no, no. So, exactly. Uh, what I'm I like, was like, to, totally, it, 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 no, go, go, go. It's it was totally fleshed out, you know what I mean? So yeah. what it is is that you, you know the thing is at times as it's gone on you only had to say the last two lines for him to appear. It's almost like you know uh, the Marvel would Shazam, right? He Man, I have the power. He 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 had a mantra before He Man. Come on, this is why Jack Kirby gets King put to his name, right? And I mean that all due respect, absolutely. So he came up with the whole thing of. Change, change, old form of man. Free the prince forever damned. Free the might from flesh, from fleshly mirror. Boil the blood in the whole, in the heart of, for, uh, boil the blood in the heart for fire. Gone, gone, old form of man. And rise the demon again. What? I know I messed reading it, but what? Okay. And then boom. So most of the time he just had to say, gone, gone, old form of man. Rise the demon Ethrigan. And he would say just those two lines that he would pull up. The, the, the times he would say the whole rest of it. And then when he was done, it was gone, be gone, O Ethrigan. Resume once more the form of a man. Oh, oh. Go now, O Ethrigan, and rise again, or rise once more the form of man. You know, since the battles fought and won. Jason Blood with me is done. Stars! I got 99 problems and a demon ain't one. Hit me! Well, no, seriously, that's all that's all it took. So I mean it's 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 interesting that uh oh it's funny that again someone else can control him and just basically turns turns him over. But Again, they flush it out to make it easier. Um, I don't know what else to say. Um, Instagram is is a is a is a great character. He's a great character, and um, I, I would say definitely with the dark aspect of DC, they're starting to flush that out. Seventy. They need they need they need to bring they need to bring him and add him to the list, add him to the short list, because that will just you know. Now we're able to accept those type of characters, those type of IPs. If yeah. you were to quote unquote see a demon on TV, mm-hmm. people would be more like, okay, everybody hold on, hold on. Let's find out what he's doing. Is he a good demon or a bad demon? Give us a second. Honey, just, just, just have, have the pitchfork ready just in case. Have it by the door. Oh, you good. Oh, he good. He all right, people. Just let, let it's all right. He. He's a good guy. Holy water. Put back the holy water. Exactly. And and for it for him, two things he don't like is holy water and iron. Two of his weaknesses, his kryptonite is 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 a is a freshly clean piece of iron out of holy water. That's all I'm just saying. That headline. Just oh, dip wow. it in there, like double double the doses. Dang. Ouch. Dang, son. Dang, son. And you good, man. You good. See, this this is this is exciting to talk about. So here, here let's break down some of the things here. So we we got 
Jake's and Blood, we got Atherkan, we got the store, we got this all over dinner. This is where this character is created. We lost, you know, the new gods. We lost uh, Mr. Miracle, right? Forever people. Okay, fine. And they, they do come back. Okay. This character at the time stood out. Stood out, you know, because of the art style, the creativity. I don't, I think if anyone but Jack Kirby did not start this character off, it would not have made such an impact. And, you know, maybe some things would have got really cliche and he did it. He did not. So this is, I'll show you the testament of his writing and artistic talent that I have to say on this. Now, we get to this part of the show where we got to do what we got to do. This whole show is about fan casting and saying how you want to see it. I'm, I'm going I'm to hit you off here, Rod. Rod, first and foremost, before we fan cast mm. it, how would you like to see this adapted on today? World. Oh, the glasses are off. You wiping brow. Here Ooh, we go. It's it's Ooh. it's 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 hard because you know me. I love the visuals, and I yes. know it's not. I don't want to limit what he can do in regards to effects and everything like that. Mm. But the amount of effects and stuff that he can do can be done with CGI and everything like that. So I would like a live action. Okay. I think it will get more. It will give you that nice dark look, that that dark type of underbelly look to make you think like, okay, it's not a kid show. Again, we've seen him. We see. We've seen him in cartoon. We've seen him in film, uh, yeah. more animated film and, and stuff along that line. Got it. But we haven't seen him live, and I think with today's technology, you can get a very good. Uh, facial recognition of a good, you know, something to make you just in the point of being scary to give you like un- unnerve you and just like I may, I may, I may have to sleep with the lights on tonight type of scenario. But in the back of your mind, gotta remember he's a good demon. He's a good demon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just gotta remember Ooh. that. So, so with that, I would definitely like to see a live action. Uh-huh. Um. And, and and flesh out the story because then you have the ability to like I said in the beginning, and this is why I said that in I said this in the beginning, the context of Merlin, Camelot, mm-hmm. King Arthur, mm-hmm. see, seeing that animated, drawn cartoon is great. Yeah. I feel people will get a, a better pull, a better realization. I'm thinking like can this actually possibly happen? Although we know this is for the DC universe, but if you see that real life, you're going to start thinking twice, three times. People will be doing some hard research just to make sure, I just need to validate, is, did this actually happen? You know, because there's still the rumors about was there an actual Merlin or not type of scenario. Yeah, of course. But if you, it cannot exist. But, but that's what I'm saying. But if, if people, have, the lore of it now that people are still after many years, decades, still thinking like, was Merlin real or was Merlin not real? You know, you know what I mean? Was the sword, you know, that type of scenario. Give it to me in live action. You will now be able to easily just slip that folder of estrogen right in there. But like, yeah, that can make sense. That can make possible sense. Now, for me, who I wanted to, to do that. It's I I wanted someone because if you think of Jason Blood, you know he's he's an established person. He's mm-hmm. basically 
shown as a a, a gentleman who is you know seasoned. Someone right. you like you see there, there's some age on you, but you see right. some stuff and you you've you you've thrown down and you like don't worry about the pictures on the wall of all the people who look resembles slightly like me. It's not me. So with all that to say, I would like to see Judd Law. I would like to see Judd Law. I wanted something slightly different. I will admit I had someone else in my head earlier. And then when I thought and I say, you know what? No, I don't want just the obvious person to to take that role. Judd Law hmm. will just be the type of person that make you think like. But I, I yeah, yeah, Judd could do this. Judd could do this. He will give you, he'll be able to give you the, the charismatic type of character. Because when you see in the first few issues, basically you see Jason, he's a very debonair type of individual. Mm, yes. Debonair type of individual, a person who, who's of a upper class, of a higher stature type of okay. scenario. Okay. Yeah. So I can see Judd Law giving that portrayal. Uh, we've seen him do stuff like that. So it's like for me to start pulling that up, it, it's, it'll take a long time because he has that. He gives you a persona, and he has that ability to give you the. I'm 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 fighting something. I'm I'm fighting something within that you all don't know. You don't know the struggles I've I've been holding back. Okay. Literally. Okay. So I I think I I think I would like to see Judd Law portray as Jason Blood, aka Edgerton. And here's the scenario. Hmm. I want him to also do the voice. Yes. So now we're going to okay. have a okay. darker, a darker, a heavier. So I don't want another voice actor to do. I want to do the same thing like um, Tom Hardy. When Tom Hardy did did um, Venom. Venom? Okay, yeah. He, he, he makes did, more sense. He did that yourself. And he did, he did the, the voice of Venom. So I would like Judd Law to be Jason Blood. And as well, because when he has to now get a little dark and dirty, and just have the the very old English dialect. Okay, right, right. I I I, I can see him just putting that in, and just just putting his elbow into into that, and be like, oh, if the rare time that you have the opportunity to just go full old English and just give us the, oh, I think I should be scared. Yeah, yeah, you should be. Judd Law is bringing the law on you. He's bringing the foot, the hammer of the law, of the Super demon foot. on you. Super foot on you. Mm. Not once for Kevin. Super foot. Super foot. Right on. Oh, right man, on, Pretty boy Kevin. Right on. I, boy I like that. Right I like that. So now you're saying live action. Okay, so now you kind of dance around it. Live action what? Are you talking series, movie? Oh, um, uh, my apologies. Streaming yeah, service? You know what? I was going so deep into that. I, w- I would like, I would like, I would like uh, a movie because okay. with the movie aspect of it, I want to be able to trilogy into or just basically open the windows where now he can guest into Constantine and then basically open up the door. Doing similar like Marvel did with the one adapt- adaption of different characters, whatever. Later on, we're going to lead into mm-hmm. the Dark Justice Yes, Justice League Dark. Okay, see, we're on the same yeah, page. Sorry, we're on the same page. Reverse. And keep in yeah. mind, we, people, we haven't talked beforehand on what we wanted to see. Like, as usual, we just 
come up with ideas, we kind of pitch it, and that's that. So okay, so I like what you're doing. So you got uh, uh, Jude Law or Judd Law, uh, you know, as your you know, forget the demon. That's where you're going. Mm-hmm. Ace and Blood, got it. Movie. Okay, so uh, here here's you know maybe because we're family, we're too similar at times, and and it, it is what it is. So one, I agree with you on your points, all your points. I'm not going to turn around and discredit you. I agree with each and every single of your points. Uh, now, usually mm-hmm. I'm Mr. Let's do a series. Let's flesh it out. This time, I think we can really go for a movie, uh, especially after watching a movie like Aquaman with Jason Momoa, the first one, and saw how they built that world. There was a lot of CGI involved into it, and I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying they built it up really nice. That if you give mm-hmm. me something very similar showing Camelot at that point, very big open open yep. battle scene. You know, I saw how they did Wonder Woman with the the Amazons on Themyscira. Okay, give me something along those lines. I want to see Camelot, the fall of Camelot, treated the same way, going through and following Jason Blood and his whole thing. Now, and and I'll wrap it up. Two, you know, the movie would set up to open up for other characters. So the first one has definitely got to be about Ethrigan the Demon, his place in the DCU, how he fits in. And then go from there to have a solo adventure, keep it open. Like you said, bring in Constantine, bring in Zantana, bring in some of the other demons, you know, uh, and, and, and who's within that part of the world. And, and if it had to be a trilogy, so first one is on Ithacan. The second one, you're bringing in certain people he's got to deal with, maybe something from his past. The third one, you have, in my opinion, I would love to see Batman come in. Why? Because Ithacan is located in Gotham City. At one point, they're going to cross. So mm-hmm. you bring in Ethrigan, you bring in Constantine, Zantana, who's yep. not been cast yet, and a couple of other the magic users, Swamp magic thing. element, yep. Swamp Thing, mm-hmm. right? And you bring in some of these people, even Blue Devil. You bring it because Blue Devil later on becomes really serious. I know when we talked about him, he was like, eh, but he gets a lot more in depth. So you bring mm. those characters in and then give me Ben Affleck. To play Batman because he said Ben Affleck was the Batman in the Justice League. You give me that Batman to make a Justice League dark with, and you know, of course, from there is a smaller role because it's an Ethrigan movie. Don't have it overshadow the moment. Mm-hmm. The person I want to play Jason Blood slash Ethrigan would be Damian Lewis. Right, that actor was I think in Succession or. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's a he's an English actor. He's kind of got reddish hair. You, you know, he's a little bit older. But Damian Lewis, I think it was either oh, okay. Succession or Bill. Yeah. So he already has that throat kind of dry persona at times. He already can deliver it. I could just say, give him the white streak in his hair. Put the suit on him. To me, that is, right now, that is Jason Blood. That is mm-hmm. a man that looks like he would have been there in Camelot. That is a man that looks like he would have gone through and fought demons until his story is being told and what we see it. And then give it to me on the big screen. This Most of the time, they're like, give me a series. And, no, no, no. Put this on the big screen, right? If we're looking at 14 issues of the original work and then, of course, other act- writers got into it. No, we want to base that as much as possible. So, you know, the first one's got to be dealing with the demon remnants of Morgan mm-hmm. Le Fay. Then Morgan Le Fay comes back with Mordred and, uh, and something else, and he needs some help, and he goes and gets intertwined with that. And he's already got a good cast of characters in the original series that can help out. Like, let's keep him right. still tied to the UN. We haven't had a DC character on the big screen tied to the UN really as prominent as he has been in the book. So let's kind of keep those ties. That's who I'm going with, Damian Lewis, to play... After okay. getting the demon, boom! That, that that's Jason Blood. That's and it. just like you were saying, 
don't get another actor to do the voice. Let him still do the voice in a different tone. But give yeah. me yay old English. And because Damian Lewis is a brain spian actor from the UK, mm-hmm. he can do it. He can do it. I can see I him like- with a sword in hand and a suit on. He can do it. He don't even yeah. have, don't even make him hide the accent. No, no, no. Don't give him no English accent. I mean, uh, like I mean, North American accent. Give. He's got to be, you know. Yeah. And of course, coming from the TV show, uh, I think it's Succession, which is like billionaire or billions or billion, billions. Yeah. Right. Billions. So sorry, he's on billion yeah. or billions, right? Yep. Or is it, okay. So he's on one of those shows dealing with big money, sorry. corporate dealing big money. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. A sword in his hand, telling me he fights demons. Keep that kind of same energy to it and action. No, that sounds good. That sounds good. Like he is, like I said, he's he's done enough stuff to make you that he can be definitely on the short list to to portray that. I I like that as well because, like me, you know, having Judd, who, who's someone who is you know who's British, who's from England. You know who who. So you don't have to like. I don't want no one different. I want to have. Let's have someone you know, a native in that sense. You know what I mean. So I don't want you to come and try to switch your tone, switch your dialect to be some to be another another place. No, let's be original on that. Let's you know have the opportunity and just speak speak as you would when you've gone back home to to see the folks. Let's go. And and when if you read that first issue first two issues of the demon by jack kirby you realize the supporting characters were a mix of different races and backgrounds so Mm -hmm. there was representation in there with people already if you want to even put it a little bit more you can but i think there was a good it was a good start it was a good mix so that's my two things on that so right as i said i tell all the people make sure you subscribe to the channel but uh on last notes how are we gonna wrap up this show rod what's your last thoughts on this any uh any uh, um or points. Listen, my, my my point. The points are that I have is that Etrigan is a, is a is a unique character, and as we said, if we're going to start building into the the dark lore of you know DC and and you know going for like the Justice League dark aspect of it, he's a great character to bring in because mm-hmm. if you're going to show. If you're going to show something that is from a dark mystic world type of scenario, not every individual is going to be representative, be representing as human. And that's that's one thing that I like that we, you know, there's, you know, there's there's the swamp thing in, in, in the dark, just on the Justice League dark aspect of it. But if you're going to have a demon and you have a demon who's actually four who's on the side of good that's a whole different aspect you don't normally see so yeah i would definitely like to i would like to see that and and take that in i think that it will do it'll do wonders people will actually like it yes absolutely absolutely i agree with you my last thoughts i said hey give us the movie there you go it's past it you know it's either uh, jude law or damian lewis these are our picks for ethrogan the demon from DC, thank you, Mr. Jack Kirby, for all you've done. 
And on that note, as I said before, subscribe to our channel. Keep it growing. Let us know. Reach out. Let us know what we asked you before, comic book stories and all that stuff. And thank you so much for tuning in for another year that we've been going through this on our weekly little podcast corner here. And on that note, remember, this whole world was started with a pencil, a piece of paper, and lots of imagination. And sometimes it happens over dinner. This has been the Iconist Podcast. My name is Barry Carter, along Hmm. with DJ Rod C. Hey, hey. And that is our show for today. There you go. Gone, gone, form of time. Rise of the human edge. Getting hot in here, isn't it? Being a little. Kind of warming up. I don't know. Maybe you should turn on the AC.